Welcome to Living Your Limitless Life. Your host is Carol DeShane, the founder of Connect to Joy. This program is designed to inspire and motivate you to find your best life. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here is Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. I'm Carol DeShane, and my passion in life is to help you find your joy, to release what holds you back, and assist you to quantum leap your journey of self-discovery. I'm an intuitive, certified in life and business coaching, and a Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner and teacher. So if you're ready to start creating that life you've only dreamed of, that you deserve, let's have some fun. And let's get started right now. This is all about mindset. How do you have a mindset about your health and about how old you are and how old you feel? And then what do you do when you shift your mindset? How does it affect your physical and emotional well-being? And anytime, especially now when I'm recording this, it's all about the pandemic. But if you hear it later, anytime, you may feel like your life or the world is out of your control. And whether it's during the pandemic or the diagnosis you've received after it's over, whether it's thing you're afraid of getting because it runs in your family heredity, whatever it may be, you may have this mindset that you need to have maybe shifted just a little bit, if not a lot. So today's plan, I'm going to be talking about giving some background on health and common sense and fear and perception, talking about Western and Eastern and different types of medicine and energy healing and heredity and aging. And I'm going to tell you steps that you can do to help you move forward and shift your perspective. When I was doing some research for this, I found a recent British press article about a Stanford University study about mindset and how you think. So I'm going to quote the article. And it says, positive thinking could extend your lifespan. Just believing you are healthy cuts your risk of early death by 71%. 71%. That's pretty amazing, huh? And it continues, Stanford University researchers tracked data on more than 60,000 Americans, those who saw themselves as less active, were 71% more likely to die years later. The researchers say this shows being mindful is as important as working out. Ooh, I don't know if we can use this as an excuse for not working out, but I like this thought process because I really don't know if I particularly care to work out. I love to dance, but the working out idea, not my idea. So basically what it's saying is that your mindset and the way you think about yourself helps change you. It helps if you can live longer. It probably helps change your motivation and your energy and your willingness to actually step forward and do something. And your mindset, the really good thing about it, it is is in your control. No matter what's going out in the world, your mindset is all about you. And so that's why it's so important, along with common sense. Although I have to admit, common sense isn't all that common anymore. So at this moment, when I'm recording it, common sense says stay six feet distance, be in small groups, don't touch things that other people have, stay away, sanitize things you can, especially doorknobs and things, wash your hands for 20 seconds, try not to touch your face after you've been out and about. I mean, when you're at home, it doesn't matter, but in general, when you're out and about touching other things. But in general, what common sense says is that whatever health issue you may be facing, eating well, resting, getting exercise, and reading up on whatever the issue is so you know what you're facing are things 
that can be great if you don't do it out of fear. Because you want to do all of this out of a sense of purpose and not out of a sense of fear. Fear can hold you back and keep you totally stuck and locked down, especially after somebody gets a diagnosis about something. You need to feel the fear and then work your way through it. Don't stay there any longer than you need to, because all that does is get your mind spinning in circles and makes your body worse and makes your being feel just like you have no power. Feeling powerless is not something you want to stay stuck in. Mindset is so important because what we perceive, we believe, even if it's untrue. So beliefs are really important, including those that limit you, maybe especially those that limit you. Some examples might be that you can't get a job because maybe you don't think you're smart enough for a specific job, or you don't think you have enough education for it. But you know the stuff, but you don't think you can get the job. That's a limiting thought. It's a belief that holds you back because you may not even go out for the job. Maybe you think you can't date that supermodel or that hunk that you see standing in line at the checkout counter because you don't think of yourself as attractive enough or interesting enough. So you don't even put yourself out there. Those limiting beliefs just stop you in your tracks. So mindset shifts your entire life because you react differently due to that. I also found an article in Psychology Today, which was, I think, just last month from when I'm giving this, about your personal perception of reality and that it's determined by the beliefs you hold. And I'm going to quote part of this. It says, your beliefs create and dictate what your attitudes are. Your attitudes create and dictate how you respond. So in other words, they dictate your feelings. And when you read that two or three times, it actually says, yeah, and it dictates your reality. Your beliefs and how you have your attitudes about them and how your mindset is dictates how you react in life and how your life looks. Now, when it comes to health, some religions only believe in prayer, no doctors. And that was Christian scientists, at least it used to be. I don't know if they're still there. I think they are. My mother's family, they were all very much, in, they were Christian scientists. But everybody lived to be over 65 before they got ill. So they, I guess it worked to a certain extent, but eventually... Everybody dies, and eventually some got cancer, some had strokes, but they were Christian scientists. They did pretty well. And while it's true that we can all heal ourselves, hypothetically, by our mindset, we're human, and it's not always possible. We would much rather choose other options to help us keep our health. And my mom, when she said after she uh, had become a mother and everything, she told me, you know, God put doctors on earth for a reason. We have medicine for a reason. And when I had children, I decided I'm not sticking with that because I don't want to feel like they had a problem and I didn't take care of it. I didn't want to lose my child because I thought the only way was praying. And she said, it doesn't mean it's not, it doesn't work. It doesn't mean it can't happen, but I don't know if I have a belief structure for that. There are, of course, Western medicine as well. There's Eastern medicine. So it depends on what you feel. Western medicine tends to deal with symptoms and they deal with the symptoms a lot. They work on things that with pills, with surgeries, and Western medicine can save lives, definitely. But is it what feels right to you with wherever you're at? What about Eastern medicine? Eastern medicine deals a lot more with herbs. It deals with energy work. It deals with acupuncture. It deals with all sorts of things that more with chi. And of course, energy healing deals more with the, the energy of the body and the aura and the way that you feel depends on what you decide to do for yourself. So when you do take that common sense approach and you decide you want more than just changing your mindset, 
you need to make sure that you look at them and you go, okay, what feels right for me? Because you don't have to just change your mindset. You also want to take that common sense that works for you. And there's also one more thing besides Western medicine and Eastern medicine. There's also these things called old wives' tales. Supposedly truth that is might be based on superstition that were from old wives. Okay. Wikipedia talks about it being passed down by older women to a younger generation and their folklore and unverified claims. And But some of them are true and some of them are not true. So things like breaking a mirror, seven years bad luck, superstition plus also an old wives' tale. Walking under a ladder, black hat, more bad luck. Going outside with wet hair, well, it may make you more susceptible because you're, but you won't necessarily catch a cold because that's a virus and not because you're chilly outside. The one I like that I didn't know when I was a teenager was that chocolate causes acne. Doesn't. I wish I knew that. I would have had more chocolate. (laughs) The ones that are true, though, are things like chicken soup, aspirin, was based on an old wives' tale of willow bark, which actually helps with pain. Carrots do help vision. Fish are good for the brain. Eating cheese before bed can cause weird dark dreams. Now, that one, I'm not sure it's true because it was actually a test that was done by a cheese company. So maybe not. So there are all sorts of things that you can fall back on. If you shift your mindset, you can do so many things with your life. You can think about health versus sickness. You can think about the positive ways that you can move forward instead of getting stuck in the fear. You can help your life be richer and fuller if you stay more in the thinking through how to make yourself healthy instead of focusing on the sickness itself, instead of focusing on the worst thing that could possibly happen to you, which is something that is based in fear. I want to talk about heredity and aging Because there are so many different things that people believe based on those subjects. And it can be really hard to see the truth behind it and shift your mindset when you're stuck in a thought process that goes in circles, that seems based in reality. Heredity is not a death sentence. What's in your line and genetics is not a death sentence. It's amazing what they find now when they see, yes, everybody in their family died from cancer or everybody got Alzheimer's, they take somebody and they, they take them apart. You know, they do an autopsy and they see, oh my God, they're riddled with cancer. They showed nothing. They didn't actually die from cancer. Or they have all the signs of Alzheimer's, but they didn't act like they had it. What's up with that? I hate to say it's just attitude, but there's something going on with people that actually are diseased if they look at the medical community, but they don't feel it. They don't act it, and they don't die from those things. So that fear of heredity is something that it would be great to be getting through. I knew someone who's a friend of mine. It was amazing. Every single person, they had all died from cancer. Her husband did. One of her daughters was dying from cancer at the time. Her mother did. Her father did. All her relatives did. Her husband's relatives did. I mean, like every single person. And it was amazing. I just went, holy moly, this is ridiculous. And she had had breast cancer. I think she was around 40 when she did. I'm not sure on the age, but I think she was around there. And I met her when she was 60-ish. She had had been in remission for 20 some odd years. And when she got to be in her 70s, probably mid-70s, she had a relapse or whatever you call it, and she had cancer again. And it ended up killing her before her 80th birthday. But she had over 20 years of health. 
due to, I think, a number of things. One is Western medicine did a great job for her. But the second thing was that her attitude, her mindset was amazing. People with survivor mentality, they can get through pretty much anything, not necessarily unscathed, but they get through it and they come out better on the other side. That whole mental attitude thing is amazing when you see and you meet people like that. It's like abundance versus scarcity mindset. When you have that abundance of health mindset, instead of that fear that you're going to have these things come into your life, you feel better. You have a better attitude. You have more joy. People around you like being around you more. Instead of that worry, oh my God, I'm going to get it. Oh my God, what's going to happen? It's just amazing how people do that. I used to have an, a boss when I was working in uh, a legal secretary who his father died at a specific age. And he was so worried that he was going to die at that age that his whole life was a disaster that year that he turned the same age his father died at for like a year and a half before, all the way through that year. And when he had his birthday, he celebrated like nobody's business because he couldn't believe he'd outlived his dad. Then he relaxed. And I think, as far as I know, he's still alive 15 years later, doing fine. It's just amazing what we can talk ourselves into. There's also things like if your father has an Alzheimer's, your mother has Alzheimer's. Is it environment? Is it heredity? I know my dad had Alzheimer's, and I always assumed it was environment. In my mindset, it's not that. I would, even if I get forgetful, it is not my dad's Alzheimer's because he was around. He worked in small airplanes and he was working and they had flying metal and he breathed it all in into his brain. And when you look at all of his family, a couple of them had cancer, but everybody else lived to be 90 or over 100. At least all the women did because he had mostly women in his family. Their thought processes were fine. They were pretty healthy, all things considered. When you get to be 90 or 100, you always have a few aches and pains, but there was nothing major, no major complications. So I did not see the heredity as being part of him. But I could easily have felt that he's my dad, therefore I'll get it. I could easily feel that way when I have that moment of, where did I put my keys? Or, okay, I put that down, but where is it now? Because I swear I had it in my hand a minute ago. And I've had that since I was 30. You have those moments of, okay, okay, wait, I wasn't paying attention. What did I just do? It's human. It's human nature. It's not just the fact that you're getting older or you're getting Alzheimer's or you're getting dementia. It's not necessarily any of that. So when you want to think about yourself, think about the fact that you are healthy in spirit and you can be healthy in your body as well. I do find, and I know that uh, numerous people find, that, that when somebody has a trust in God or source or feel more connected to source, that they seem to have a healthier mentality. They seem to feel better about themselves, about who they are and how well they do. And if you listen to your body and your emotions and you make that connection rather than ignoring how your body's feeling or ignoring your emotions, you can shift yourself higher. Meaning you can shift your mindset so that you have less fear. You have less worry about things because you're feeling calmer, more connected. You may feel like your body's saying, hey, I need more water. I need more rest. And if you ignore it, your body will go, fine, I'm going to get sick. But if you're connected to listening to yourself, to what happens, your emotions that get nervous about something, you go, okay, let's see what I can do. 
Let's pay attention. Let's shift my mindset because I'm getting nervous about something. Well, can I do something? Yes. Or no. Okay, then I can let that go. I don't need to be in that worrisome frame of mind because you are aware of how you're feeling and you're listening to yourself. If you do have a health scare, are you willing to adjust your beliefs and your lifestyle to do something about it? Are you willing to shift your mindset from wherever you're at, from the, oh my God, I'm sick, to the, I can do something. I can be there for me. I can take care of myself. I know I can get help to take care of me. I keep going back to my parents because they've had a number of issues and my mom had a heart problem when she was maybe 60-ish. She had had a lot of health issues over the years and she had one time when my dad goes, should I call 911? And she said yes and he almost freaked out because she had never said yes before. She was taken to the hospital and then had a massive heart attack there. And they told her if she'd had it at home, she would never have been able to survive it because she needed to be at the hospital at that moment when it happened. So she listened to her body and said, okay, there's a problem. I need to do something. And then she was willing to adjust her lifestyle because of this health thing. It doesn't mean you have to cut everything off and do everything, but you need to listen to yourself and see what feels right. So having been a smoker since she was nine, she went ahead and stopped smoking cold turkey after being in the hospital and having her massive heart attack. She stopped doing salt and chocolate and things that she loved. I don't know if I would have gone so far as chocolate, but maybe with a massive heart attack, I might have done that. I remember her leaning towards me when we went to a movie and she breathed in. She said, oh, you have two of my three favorite smells. And I wasn't all that old. And I looked at her and I said, what smells? And she said, chocolate, popcorn, and you're missing the cigarette smoke. And I went, ew, yuck. But she was willing. And she lived more than 25 years, I believe, after that happened. Thanks to her listening to herself, for her moving forward, and for her being willing to take those steps. So how do you see yourself health-wise? When you compare yourself to others, do you see that you do enough exercise? Do you feel fit? Do you feel compared to other people, maybe your age, that you have pretty decent eating habits or that your weight is good? Because remember that Stanford study that I quoted earlier, that mindset helps change your motivation and your energy and your willingness to actually step forward. If you believe that you are healthier than the people your age, you're going to be much more likely to be healthier than people your age, which is kind of an amazing thing. It's kind of, you look at it and you go, what? Remember that if you can change your perspective, you can do anything. You can shift your mindset. And here's a quote from Albert Schweitzer, which some people have heard of, but don't really know who he was. So he was a physician. He was a philosopher and a theologian. And his quote is, to me, good health is more than exercise and diet. It's really a point of view and a mental attitude you have about yourself. And well, heck, if he believed that, hmm, maybe it's true. Of course, he also said something that's pretty funny. He said, happiness is nothing more than good health and a bad memory. So, but I can see that being true as well. I'm going to be talking about shifting your thoughts on aging because I want you to realize that your age in years does not have to impact how you feel. Again, your mindset can make a huge difference in what 
you're willing to do. And remember that it's all you. You have the power to do all of this. Question for you. If you had amnesia and you woke up and you didn't know your own name, how old would you think you are? How would you feel? Would you feel young? Would you feel like you stood up and you were all stiff and you go, God, I must be 90 and you're actually 20 because maybe you exercised the day before? How old would you feel? I mean, maybe you'd look in the mirror and go, oh, okay, I must be 20 and maybe you're 50. Maybe you'd say the opposite. Now, remember I talked about my ex-boss whose father died at a certain age and how that stressed him out. So do you let your age in years impact how you feel? When you get to age 21 or 30 or 40 or 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, do you let those zero ages or maybe 55 or 65 if you're there yet, just dictate how you're supposed to feel? I also told you that my father's sisters and mother and grandmother, all his female relatives except for one, lived to be in their 90s or over 100. They didn't dictate it. Because when I talked to one of them, she would just about 100, but not quite there yet. I asked her how she was feeling and she said, I feel fine. Well, you know, I'm over 100 or I'm around, I'm 90, whatever it was. So I have aches and pains and, you know, stuff, but I'm great. I said, wow, what a great mindset to have. And I think that's one of the things, well, they were all farmers, so they had a good mindset, get it done kind of attitude. It was amazing when I talked to her about that. I didn't realize that that made such a huge deal. I was also at the little theater and there was a lady there who was, she looked about 80 maybe. She had a cane. She had a little bit of help to get around, but her companion is probably around 50. I mean, that's my perception of them. And they were walking past me. They checked in for the theater and then they went over to the bathroom. And as the one lady was opening the door for the older one, she said, well, she doesn't look 102, does she? And we all went, what? What? Everybody's face looked shocked. And everybody's mouth fell open. And the lady goes, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Just need a little help to get around from time to time. And we all looked around and went, after the door shut, we went, oh my God. She's, she's a hundred. She looked like, I mean, she had wrinkles, but she didn't look that old. And we were like, oh my God. Her attitude, her mindset was amazing when she was saying, oh God, no, I'm doing great. I'm, you know, I only need a little help sometimes. The way she talked sounded like she was fine. She was clear. She was there. She, her body was not as good as it could have been, but she was doing really well. And I do remember at one point, I did ask my mother when she was over 80, she had a stroke. She had a weird stroke so that she couldn't get up without falling down. It affected her inner ear more than, and her balance more than the side of her face or anything. All of that turned out okay. But she, she would get up and then fall. And she'd hurt herself because she would fall. She'd hit her head or she'd fall and hurt something. And so she ended up wearing a seatbelt. And so she wouldn't jump out of the wheelchair by herself without thinking. And I remember asking her, I knew she was having all these issues with her health. And I said, how do you feel when you're over 80 now? And she looked at me and she said, girl, I feel like me. I feel fine. I don't feel, I don't know what 80 feels like. Yeah, my body's not doing as well as it should be doing. It seems to be falling down when I don't expect it to. But really... I feel good. I feel normal. So I'm just warning you, when you get older, you're going to feel great and you're going to wonder why your body won't do what you want. And I thought, nah, it'll do what I want. (laughs) Shows what I know. I mean, I don't know. I assuming at this point that it will. But she was somebody that was a survivor. Again, like I said earlier, she never gave up. 
she kept going through things and working through things, and she just kept persevering. Her mindset was great. She was always ready to be healthy, ready to move forward, and ready to be able to feel the same. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but Willard Scott used to interview 100-year-olds and wish them a happy birthday. He was a, a weatherman. I think he was on the Today Show for years. And he said, well, what do you attribute your 100-year-old age to? And they would all have different answers. Anything from living a good life to walking and getting fresh air to cigars and whiskey. I mean, you never knew what somebody was going to say. But they all had this mindset of love my life. I love getting out there and doing what I want to do. I love drinking. I mean, whatever they would say, I love a good cigar. Or I'm walking, I'm getting out in fresh air, and I love getting out there. But that attitude was key. And listening to yourself, whether you need sleep, maybe doing biofeedback, helping yourself to shift and change and be better for yourself, and meditating, whatever you feel you need to do in this attitude kind of adjustment, but having fun and deciding to be younger every day can actually work. If you're meditating and you see all your joints and every part of you getting healthier and healthier, you can get healthier and healthier. It's something that is mind over matter. It's something that attitude can shift. And while you may be not able to think yourself healthy with every single thing you have, with every single disease, it doesn't mean that you can't assist medical doctors by shifting your attitude and becoming more of that survivor mentality. I can do it. I'm healthy. I am amazing. I'm grateful for all I have. All those things help. And speaking of that, I want to give you some action steps that you might want to do, whether they're small and easily achieved or something, maybe a bigger step for you. So I'm going to give you some for your mind and some for your body. The ones that feel into them, see what feels right and what you feel you can do, how long you want to do them, whether it's a couple minutes a day that'll help you shift your mindset or whether it's longer attitude to help with your health. So the first thing is, of course, to change your attitude. If you're complaining, start complaining less. Be aware. And if you can't tell that you're complaining, ask somebody to tell you when you are. Somebody that you wouldn't just annoy you for telling you that. Maybe not your spouse, but maybe your best friend or something that will say, you know, you told me to tell you when you're complaining, you're doing it. And then don't get mad at them if you ask them. Think about that. What is it about your attitude and what you do that you need to maybe shift a little bit? Maybe praying is a good thing for you. Praying to me is asking for help. It's asking. It's not as much listening as asking, but it might be something that makes you feel listened to if you ask. You can do a gratitude journal. If you complain in your journal that you have a regular one, then you can go ahead and say, okay, I need to be aware. Look what I'm doing. I need to shift and adjust. You might want to do a meditation. Find a beautiful location and sit or look at a candle or just close your eyes, listen to music. And my definition of meditation is to be in the silence of your mind and just listen. It works really well after you pray. So first you ask and then you listen. Visualizations to me are anything that's guided, that's leading you on. And obviously my YouTube channel has mostly what are called guided visualizations because if I just did meditation, I could just get you in and then shut up and have music or something. I wanted to give you more than that. If you search my name and you want one specifically for health, if you look up Carol Deshane and you put the word cells, C-E-L-L-S in, 
or disease, you're going to find one that's a guided visualization on blasting disease, on getting rid of those cells that are not healthy for you. If you want to try this on your own and you want to think of like maybe your fighter cells coming out and attacking the cancer cells or whatever it is, you might want to picture if you're into a Star Wars, a Millennium Falcon coming in and blasting away at all of them. Or if you're in the army or you love G.I. Joe, you might want to have him doing hand-to-hand combat with the cells. Or perhaps you want to visualize if you have any kind of dementia or memory issues, they say that the cells get dead in your brain and they just turn off and they don't send that electrical current to talk to each other. So maybe you'll see them plumping up, coming back alive, having these electrical currents flipping back and forth between them. But visualize your health and not the sickness. So if you meditate or visualize it, visualize them releasing the negativity, releasing the sickness, and not just seeing the sickness. And make sure that you listen if there's something you're supposed to do. If you meditate and you hear an answer, Listen and then do something. Don't just listen. Take the steps when you come back to your reality. And of course, changing your negative self-talk. I kind of mentioned that before when I say change your attitude. But be aware that you might say things negative constantly and you might not hear yourself. If you listen to older people that are sick or talk about being sick and they talk about their maladies all the time, and then you listen to other people who are maybe older but talk about other things, And when you ask them how they're feeling, they say, I feel great. I feel wonderful. It's going to be a huge difference. And you just need to be aware of how you talk. Are you saying you're awful or mean or or nasty or, oh, you couldn't do it? This works for every part of your life. Changing your negative self-talk is really big. Now, one thing that a lot of people don't think about is treating yourself as though you were your own best friend. Now, I don't mean the kind of best friend that judges you and tells you how to improve your life when you don't ask them. I'm speaking about the friend who is more than willing to be there for you when you need them, who is one who will make you feel good about yourself. I don't know if you have a friend like that, but if you do, try and be your own best friend. Tell yourself when you do well, even if it's not around other people. I mean, when you're on your own and you finish something and you go, oh my God, that was a great job. I feel really good about that. Good work. Pat yourself on the back and then move on. But think healthy, wonderful, positive thoughts about yourself. It takes a little practice sometimes because you won't hear yourself, like I had said about the negative self-talk. But if you can consider yourself your own best friend and practice even for a couple minutes, see what you would say, it'll make a really big difference in the way you proceed with your life. And of course, when you're working with your mind, if you need help to shift your mindset, there are so many people you can work with. If you have a minister, you can work with, of course, a life coach like I am. You can work with someone else that can be as objective as possible. With friends, it's a little harder and family. But sometimes there's a gift in some of these friends. They're pretty amazing and they can help you through it. They can help remind you or say, yeah, oh, there's that complaint or there's that thing you wanted to work on that you're saying again. And you'll go, "Uh, what did I wait? What did I say? And then they can hopefully repeat it for you. So you hear it and you'll go, oh, you, I said that, didn't I? Okay, well, and then you have to adjust that later when you realize, oh, listen how I talk to myself. Listen to what I say. I also want to give you some common sense things for your body because your mind says, I know there's a problem, but then it says, okay, now what can I do? So if your mind says, okay, I have a really healthy mindset, but I got a diagnosis or 
during the time of this show, there's COVID-19 out there in the pandemic. So what do I do? The first thing I tell people is once you get past the fear, then start looking at the specific disease or condition that you're facing. Read up on it. Get as much real information as possible to know how you can really take steps to help fight the disease or prevent it and make sure that this common sense thing makes sense. Don't listen to stuff that is just fear-based because it's not going to get you anywhere except to join them in the fear-based problem. Make sure you're eating food that feeds you. And I mean feeds your soul, feeds your body, makes you feel like it's what you need. Not everybody needs to be a vegetarian, in my mind and my way of thinking. Not everybody needs to be a vegan. You need to eat what feels right to you. And yes, I don't think anybody needs to eat antibiotics in a cow. But if you feel like beef is something you want, go for organically fed beef. Go for free range chickens for their eggs. Do whatever it is that feels right for you for the way you eat. So you feel like you're eating healthy and not necessarily what someone else says. Find movement that works for you, whether that means yoga or walking, wandering around outside, whatever kind of movement you need. I love to dance. I have a knee that didn't like, it kind of went out a number of years ago, has arthritis because of all the dancing I did and the ballet and the chorus line kind of dancing when I was in a chorus line in theater. So the knee, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. So I have to be careful. So dancing, I can't do as much, which is such a bummer. Find something that feels good, but that you can actually do without injuring yourself. You can go to work out to get a trainer. You have trainers come to you. You can do YouTube videos that teach you or to take you through, or maybe Amazon Prime videos, whatever it is to help you work through the movement that you want to get done. You can sleep. Make sure you get enough sleep. Obvious, common sense things. But also get out there and get some sun, if there is any. I'm looking out right now and seeing that it's totally overcast where I am. So it may not have sun, but if it does, get out in it for at least 15, 20 minutes. Get that vitamin D. Make sure that you're feeling like these things are working for you. Have vitamins. I do take a packet of vitamins because I've always felt that's something my body needs. I used to not eat very well, so that at least made me feel good about myself. Now I eat much better, but I didn't for a long time. There's also things like filtered water that you can use, of course, when you have enough water. But I have found recently that I started using Juva water pitcher because when you go from an acidic atmosphere inside your body to an alkaline area inside your body, you're going to get sick a lot less. You're going to feel healthier. Things are going to work better in your digestive tract. All those things you need will go ahead and work through you better if you have the right kind of water for you. Make sure that you know what you want. And of course, try new things, get assistance when you need it, and do what you want to do for you. But just know that when you think about health, a mindset that starts it all, it's not the do all end all, I have to just think myself healthy. But if you start there, you start with gratitude, you start with how you are. This is who I am now. This is who I can become. I can be healthier. I can be happier. I can be this person no matter what the world looks like, no matter what's out there. Think yourself healthy. Shift your mindset to being a more positive approach. Think of yourself as being healthier, 
as being more joyful because those are the things that are going to make you and bring you up and help you to be exactly who you want to be. Thank you so much for joining me here today. If you love the show, make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Connect with me on Facebook or by email with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to be a guest, give me a shout out and I'll send you an application. Until next week, remember, you are already enough to have that joyful, limitless life that you desire. You are tuned in to Living Your Limitless Life. Do you want to know more? Visit host Carol DeShane's website at connect2joy.com. Today's gonna be, gonna be a good day.